Hi, and welcome back to a new season of Salad Club. I'm Michael Levask. And if you've ever walked into Regent Park and looked to the right, you would see a, a lot of bookcases. That's the Canadian Comic Open Library. My guest today is Rotam, the president, librarian, and, well, I guess the chief of the comic book world. Uh, chief librarian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> comic book enthusiast. <laughs> so tell me. How did you come up with the idea of the comic book library? Uh, well, I've always been a fan of comics, um, and I've worked in bookstores uh, throughout my life for many years, uh, and was noticing uh, things like a lack of representation in uh, the mainstream comics industry, lack of visibility on the shelves of marginalized creators, um, and barriers that prevented many communities from accessing comics as well. And then speaking more with artists and librarians, um, knowing that there is a desire for a space like this to exist that can experiment. Uh, so we are a private, non-governmental organization and we use open source software. So with that, we can do things like catalog comics differently than they've traditionally been cataloged. Um, organizing them in different subjects on the shelves. Um, so right now we have everyday fiction, autobiography, anthology, historical fiction, speculative fiction, so science fiction, fantasy, a superhero. And then within each category, we also use a stickering system as well to highlight underrepresented communities. Okay. So there's a lot that we can experiment with and we use community input as a driver for our practices as well. Okay. Well, how how do you get that community input? Um, so right now we have a board of directors that is pretty diverse, uh, made of mostly women. And we have uh, advisors as well who have a lot of experience in the comics industry. Um, we also have a group of volunteers. Uh, so we have around 25 volunteer librarians right now. Okay. And we're in the community. Uh, we're open Wednesdays until Sundays from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. So we speak with library visitors. Uh, we engage with people on social media. We have uh, contact forms on almost every single page on our website. Uh, so we're really, uh, really enthusiastic about getting feedback from people who use the space and who are interested in visiting the space or notice barriers in the space. Um, and we've already implemented some of those changes as well based on feedback from people. Right. So part of the mission is to increase representation of mar marginalized communities, right? Yeah. So how do you dig deep into that? Um, so I, I briefly mentioned our uh, stickering system. So yes. that's one way. So right now, within every subject area, we have orange stickers that are narratives that are created by um, black, indigenous, uh, people of color creators. Okay. Um, and we have rainbow stickers that are queer comics, so okay. LGBTQ plus communities. Um, we have green stickers that deal with comics um, that cover the topic of mental health. Okay. Um, so depression, anxiety, uh, and then we have blue stickers that are representative of comics that deal with physical health and disability as well. And those are across all subject areas, so it was really important for us not to segregate those from the main collection. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it makes our shelves very colorful. <laughs> Actually, yeah. it does. It does. And, and if you ever walk in here, you'll, you'll, you'll see what she means. So, um, 
And I should also mention that part of what we do to increase representation of marginalized creators is also in our priorities for comics that we purchase, our calls for donations to community members, our website resources. So we have a blog that showcases um, marginalized communities. Um, there's a lot of resources on there, like uh, black comics publishers, uh, indigenous comics. Um, and then we also have a database for Canadian cartoonists that's searchable by keyword as well. Um, and then in our online catalog, uh, you can also search the comics by more intersectional keywords. So right now we have the BIPOC sticker, but in our online catalog, we have uh, you know other communities represented under those umbrellas because they're huge umbrellas. So right. indigenous communities um, and more into intersectional identities as well. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I recently saw that you received a grant from the Toronto Arts Council. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we, uh, we're a fairly new organization and grants and community support is how we exist. So we've been, we've been thrilled that we received that grant because it lets us do more and support creators more. Um, so that grant was for a project grant uh, through the Toronto Arts Council, a literary project grant. And it enabled us to host five comics creator residencies this year. Okay. Um, and we're prioritizing uh, women, trans, and non-binary comics creators for that. Okay. And we want to also be sure uh, that we include creators who maybe self-publish their work, don't have access to traditional publishing, or don't want to participate in traditional mainstream right. publishing. Um, and part of those residencies, so they'll include the resident creator will uh, engage with the collection, so they'll set up a library display in our right. space, um, spend time in the library, they'll take over our social media. So right now our comics creator in residence is Cleopatria Peterson, and they are taking over our Instagram this week, okay. um, posting about what interests them about comics, their own work, um, creative process, studio space, stuff like that. And uh, each comics creator resident in residence will also uh, create a couple blog posts as well that'll be a resource for the community and then they'll host a larger event in the library space a little bit later in the month as well so and everything will be free for community members too because we feel that's really important we don't want there to be barriers for people to participate in in this project and also to visit the space and engage with the library as well absolutely libraries should be free yes yeah yeah, yeah. No, um. And that being said, so we right now, because we are a 100% volunteer run organization, yes. um, we so our collection, you can sign up for membership, it's free or pay what you can to help support the project and pay for library supplies and stuff like that. Right. So it's free or $5 a year um, just to help us continue to run the space and um, sort of be sustainable in that way as well. And that's very good. Yeah. That's very good. Um, so let's talk a little more about the residency. Um, how did you come about? How did you pick your people? What what was the uh, what was the driving force behind it? Well, we want to uh, we want to introduce community members who might not know a lot about comics to comics. So we want to have creators that feel comfortable engaging with community members and running a workshop, and who also. Uh, are very passionate about comics and um, their work might connect to community members as well yeah. and we have an open call for applications on our website 
and uh, it is open until October 31st. So if you're a comics creator uh, living in Toronto, you can still apply for the residencies. We have two more spaces open. Um, so they run until February this year. Okay. Um, and yeah, so we want to represent um, marginalized communities, up and coming comics creators that have something to say um, about comics um, and in the stories that they tell as well. Mm -hmm. The events that you um, put on, uh, obviously it must be uh, a great resource of, of community interaction. Um, when is your next event coming up? So we don't have a specific date yet, but they usually run the last week of the month for these residencies, and we'll be announcing it on our website and our social media as well. Uh, well, what is your website called? <laughs> so I, if you Google Canada Comics Open Library, we'll come up. Uh, it's canadacomicsol.org. And we're also on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter at Canada Comics OL, the letters OL. And if someone is out there and wants to donate uh, um, money towards this wonderful cause, how do they get in contact with you? Uh, so we have a uh, PayPal donation form on our website. Right. We have a Patreon, actually. So if you want to... Uh, be our regular sponsor for a dollar to five dollars a month. Uh, that is wonderful. We do things like we send out uh, photographs from our library journal uh, with entries. Every week, volunteers make entries in the journal, so we send out snapshots of the journal to our uh, patrons. Uh, we also run a crowdfunding campaign every year to help us raise costs to rent the space another year, continue to host workshops and events. So we are launching our uh, crowdfunding campaign for the year at the end of this month. We also haven't announced that yet, but um, probably around in late October, so October 20th, around that time. Uh, I take it on your site there must be a subscriber list of some sort? Um, when you sign up, so anyone can sign up to be a member with us. Right. If you just visit us in the space, um, we'll get you a card and you'll be entered into our database. Um, and then we send out updates through email that way. Great. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We post a lot of updates through oh, there as that's well. That's great. Well, good luck with next month, month's campaign. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's it for now. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be back soon. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.